0: Welcome to the Misfit Stars podcast. I'm Shannon Curtis. And I'm Jamie Hill. Hi, everybody. Hi, Shannon. Hi. Shannon and I are doing a different approach to the podcast today. (laughs) Shannon's like, you got to picture this. So we always sit across from each other in our living room. I'm in the blue chair. Shannon's on the couch. Usually, though, we're sitting close to one another, across from one another, with body language kind of up and facing forward, kind of engaged not today people. Today Shannon's on the far end of the couch. I'm still in the blue chair, but we're both kind of more recumbent. We're just kind of <laughs> taking this one easy because we're tired today.
1: I'm I'm a slow mover today.
0: <laughs> yeah. Shannon's first activity today was a nap.
1: It's true. It's just one of those days. Yeah. I don't know why, but I'm going to just say, "Okay, body." Yeah. Listening to you. Gotta and do it.
0: It could have something to do with the fact that we've just been staying up later and later and later. It's true. I've been working on this record and we keep like sleeping later and then I keep working later. Like we didn't even like go to bed last night until like four. I know, it was kind of dumb. That could be why. Maybe so.
1: We gotta reel it back in.
0: Yeah, yeah, reel it back in. I don't know, but anyway. Being super tired will help with that. Maybe we'll go to bed at a reasonable time.
1: That's true. Maybe, maybe this is my body being like, okay, now, this, these yeah. shenanigans stop today. blowing a
0: little whistle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop, Shannon.
1: Nice whistle. Thank you. Uh, so, so yeah, so this is Misfit Stars podcast.
0: Hi, everyone. Hi. Nice to have you here.
1: Relaxed edition.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Chilled out yeah. vibes on uh-huh. the Misfit Stars podcast. Totally. So people, later on in this episode, we're going to be talking about our artistic process. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got this series of listener questions from people over the last uh, week or so. And a number of them, for whatever reason, like people just seemed to be a little bit curious about like the nuts and bolts behind the scenes of how we do what we do functionally on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, there basis. were several
1: different people who asked questions about that. So we're sort of lumping them all together.
0: Yeah, it's going to be really neat. Sort of a little uh, guided tour through how we do what we do, <laughs> guided by our misfit starts, So thanks, people.
1: When I think guided tour, I think Charlie the Chocolate Factory and surely like someone's going to die before the end of the tour. Wow,
0: that's so <laughs> In dark. In a vat
1: of chocolate or something. I really
0: appreciate how dark <laughs> Although, honestly, if you have to die, isn't in a vat of chocolate kind of a not bad way? It's a really good way to go. Yeah. Oh, I'm drowning. Oh, but it's chocolate. Yeah. You know. (laughs) Right. So, people, Misfit Stars is a community- it's a podcast, you're listening to it now. Uh, it's also an amazing community of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, centralized for now around this uh, sort of private Facebook group. Anyone who becomes a supporting member of our Misfit Stars podcast at misfitstars.com slash join uh-huh. gets invited to this uh, private Facebook group. And let me tell you, it is so wonderful. We also do non-Facebook stuff. Uh, and in, in fact, we're working on sort of mm-hmm. starting to plan some ways to reconfigure the Facebook side of it so there are all alternatives for non-Facebook people for example we started doing our live broadcast our live monthly acoustic concerts that are sponsored by the Misfit Stars Uh community not just on Facebook but also on YouTube so that non-Facebookers can watch them there that's right did it last month didn't make a big stink about it but it was a success We didn't know if it was going to be a success, which is why we didn't, like, promote it, but now we know it's going to work. We'll tell you about it. We're doing them on YouTube now. It's really nice. And apparently the sound is really good on YouTube. It's easy to cast to your TV, so that's fun. Yeah. Uh, We're also uh, looking at other ways to engage people, you know, again, not on Facebook, Facebook. we have these monthly Zoom meetups that we started doing that have just been magical. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, love them so much. And they're private just for supporting members of Misfit Stars. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of ways to get involved with a small intentional community of people who are really like, they're people who are on the path. They're people who want more out of life to get to a deeper experience and to get to know other people in a more deep kind of way. And, you know, this has become like a, a meeting place for people like that. Yeah,
1: if you think about it, like the, the folks that are supporting our Misfit Stars community they, they are people who see what, what you and I do mm-hmm. and have said I would like to support that in the world mm-hmm. and so what happens when people who have those values come together in a community, they discover that they have a lot of things in common and they have a lot of things, a lot of ways in which they can connect with each other as they approach growing and learning and moving through their lives. And it's really neat. It's, it's really just a neat. really, it's, a, it's been a cool uh, sort of birth of a little universe yeah. over the last couple of years, especially in the year 2020. And yeah. if you are one of our Misfit stars, thank you for yeah. helping to birth that universe because you have really made... This, this community, way more than I think either one of us ever imagined it could be. Like, yeah. it, you've exceeded our expectations, not our expectations, you've exceeded our hopes yeah. for what this might be. And it's just really wonderful to be on this journey with you and yeah. really looking forward to how that continues to evolve.
0: Yeah, same here. And you know, if you're one of the people who's listening to this and you're not yet a supporting member and you're like, all this stuff sounds really good, I want this in my life, how do I get this in my life? Great news. Uh, It's sort of a win-win 2 for kind of situation. You sign up at misfitstars.com slash join. By signing up, you are making basically a small monthly commitment to help support me and Shannon in a very small way in Mm -hmm. the work that we do. This starts at five bucks a month. And honestly, most people do five or 10. There are levels that are at like 20 and fifteen, and 100. Most people don't do those. You know, we wish you did. (laughs) But it's fine that you don't. We priced it so it could be like, of choose your own adventure for everyone. So like, if you're wealthy, do the hundred. Come on, don't be cheap. (laughs) But most people aren't. We're not, we get it. And you know, when we're supporting other artists, we support artists on Patreon too. And when we do it, we're usually in at the $5 level ourselves because that's what we can do. Right. But you know what? If you crowdsource it across a whole bunch of people, you know, it adds up and it really helps. It's Mm -hmm. become like a really crucial part of how Shannon and I support ourselves, especially in this time of pandemic when we can't do all the public stuff. Yeah, and you know,
1: it's also been, it's also allowed us, to re-envision uh, how we do what we do yeah. because of that base of support. Um, we've been able to get real creative and uh, and also uh, more generous with our time and talents with with other artists. Yeah. So like this community is just making lots of things possible and it's it's amazing.
0: So com slash join. Get some of that in your life. And for those of you who already are, thank you. We appreciate you. We yes. could not do what we do without you. So, uh, Shannon, do you have any announcements? I do, but I just don't have the energy for this song. I got you. Okay. Announcements, announcements, announcements. <laughs>
1: wow, that, that last note was really very trombone-ish. Thank
0: you. Nice job. <laughs> you sort of inspired me with the Willy Wonka vibes. <laughs> Good. Yeah. I you don't know why I connected that with a trombone. It's really the show, I, It's the showmanship aspect. I get it. Uh-huh. It's a Gene Wilder showman. Yeah. That's how he was I, on it. Totally. Rest in peace. It's
1: true. It's true.
0: I encountered him in Boston Common one time. I was 21 years old. Huh. And the first job I had out of college was only like two blocks from the corner of Boston Common, which is like the Central Park of Boston. It's sort of the, you know, big public park right there in the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would go on a lunch. I would t- take my lunch in my little bag. I actually literally had brown paper bags because I was like 20. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't grown that, grown out of that yet I was like you go to work what do you do you bring a lunch how do you bring it? brown paper bags and so
1: Barbie lunch pail <laughs> shit
0: <laughs> I would have been so balling my long hair all my piercings totally gothed out all dressed in long flowy black with a pink Barbie lunch pail that would have been killing I Can wasn't mature enough to realize it at the time, but it oh, would have been awesome. yeah. So there I was with my Barbie lunch pail in Boston Common, <laughs> walking to the bench where I used to sit and watch the swans and eat. They have a swan lake. It's so cute. And, uh, and I just walked past Gene Wilder. Oh. I think he might have even been with Gilda Radner. Like, what? they were just, uh, weren't they a couple? And they were- uh, Are they, Were they? And I, and uh, maybe I'm making this all up. Uh, fantastic, if, if it's not true. <laughs> my imagination's wonderful. I love it. But anyway, it was definitely- Imagination
1: is better than memory sometimes. Oh, for, uh,
0: definitely better than the fact, right? <laughs> yeah. It's why we're artists. <laughs> we create the world we want. So uh, in my world, Gene Wilder's walking with Gilda Radner <laughs> and they're approaching me on this path. And I just kind of like, I recognized him, of course, yeah. you know? And I just made eye contact and I sort of smiled. And he sort of smiled, uh-huh. and that was the entirety of the interaction. Amazing. No one said anything. I didn't burst into his bubble, you uh-huh. know. Yeah. And then, and that was that. It was really nifty. That's wonderful. So anyway, announcements. Whether or
1: not that actually happened. I The <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Gene Wilder part definitely did.
0: Yeah. Everything else I may have made up. But it's a good story, it right? It is
1: a great story, yes. I'm
0: Irish, and you know what we say, never let the truth get in the way of a good story.
1: Never, no. never, ever. Uh, the only announcement I have, and it's really, uh, well, it's, it's an announcement. If you are interested in doing a personal song for someone for Christmas, this is really like the last moment you could... Get
0: on this train. This is not just an announcement, people. It's also a proposition.
1: It is. <laughs> it starts with, if it starts
0: with if, it's conditional.
1: That's right. That's yeah. right. So you know, it, uh, I I've I've been able I've I've gotten the opportunity to do a couple of these this year. I love more every than a single, couple. You
0: know, Done like four this year.
1: I mean, I'm sorry for the holiday season. Oh yeah. Um, but they're they're just wonderful to do, and uh and I I I made some good progress on the latest one I'm working on last night. Might be in three. Uh, it might. It, we'll, we'll see. You mean the the the, the meter? meter. Yeah, yeah, the song. I mean, yeah, it might be. We'll see. Uh, but you know, they're they're wonderful. It is a a way to to give a gift to someone. You know, uh, especially if you've been giving gifts to a person in your life for a long time, and you're like, what do I give? Like, I I'm still really there. Like, honestly, with my mom right now. Sure. Uh, like, I I we, I need to get her something for Christmas because we exchange gifts and. I'm just stuck. I've been buying my mom Christmas gifts for 46 years. Well, no, because I didn't buy them when I was a baby. But you know what I mean? Like, I've been buying my mom Christmas on gifts Amazon. for several decades. Alexa, and- buy my mom. <laughs> Amazing. You know, but like, I, I, I'm like, I've given her so many different things over the years, things I think she'll like, things I think that will be meaningful to her, you know, and so I every year, I'm like, oh my gosh, what's it gonna be this year? And maybe you have somebody in your life that's, you're like, oh my gosh, I've given all the things in the past that I think have been, would be meaningful they would, you know, really appreciate, uh, but if you've not given them an original song, this is something that, You haven't lived. That, <laughs> and by for the record, I have given my mom a song for Christmas before, yeah. so that I can't, It was really good too. I can't pull that one out this year. Well,
0: is that the family song? This is what you yeah. mean by family? Yes. Oh, so touching.
1: Um, so anyway, if this is something that interests you, uh, time is a chicken. Um, <laughs> uh, if, if you are a person who celebrates Christmas and you're a person who celebrates Christmas by gift giving, um, this is only, it's only, It's today's the 15th, right? Yep. So, I mean, we're recording this on the 15th.
0: So if you're a pagan and you celebrate solstice, that pushes the timeline up a few days. We could <laughs> probably still do it.
1: Yes, yes, it's it's true. But time's a ticking, people. No, I mean, yeah, yeah, time is ticking. So definitely, um, send me an email today. Yeah. Uh, if you're interested, I can tell you what it costs. Um, I can tell you what the process is. Um,
0: I, I can th- tell you how good it's going to be. Very.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you that it's a super rewarding thing to to be part of. Um, yeah. And, uh, for us too. Yeah.
0: We really feel like involved. we get to know the people better for whom you do these songs. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's like l- these songs become little windows into their history. Into people's lives. It's wonderful. Yeah, it is it is really wonderful. Yeah. Um, so... So yeah. Yeah.
1: That's my only announcement. If, personal you, want, songs, if you want to people. do a personal song, now is the time. Do not wait. Mm-hmm. Let's do
0: it. Best gift ever. Yeah. So, uh, Jamie, how you feeling? You know what? I'm feeling good. good. I'm feeling relaxed a little bit. Like, I'm on, I'm on the sleepy path like you. I'm not as far down it as you. <laughs> I'm not literally sleeping like you just were. But, uh, you know, I'm feeling relaxed and good. I had a wonderful day at work yesterday. I, for the first time on this record, started and finished one of the songs, mixing the song on this record, in the same day. In one day. These songs have been challenging to mix just because of how they were recorded they were all recorded to reel to reel tape and so the transferring into the computer and then the subsequent cleanup to make them sound you know as polished and as as shiny as the artist wants them to there's just been a lot of rote work involved and it's been very meditative very pleasurable a lot of denoising a lot of time aligning uh, individual Mm. drum beats and things like that stuff that you can't really do on tape but once it's in the computer you can get all the stuff lined up in the slightly more perfect way. Not too perfect because that's mechanical and boring but if there's something that's just out of whack you can fix it. And so I've just been fixing all the out of whack stuff really scrubbing really polishing the sounds because the artist wants a really polished sounding record. Uh, and it's a really nifty record, conceptually. Oh,
1: it's beautiful. And
0: I've been able to get it to this polished place, which has been really rewarding. But uh, it's been a time-intensive process. And so to complete a song in the same day I started is it, literally the first time. These have been taking me two to four days per song. Yeah. I did one in one day and it came out amazing. I felt really good about it. You
1: should. It was great. Oh, thank you. I always get to hear these because it's like... He- Jamie will work in his headphones a lot, especially for all this detail work that you're talking about, like cleaning things up. You really need to listen for those kinds of details. And headphones works great for that. Um, And so oftentimes he'll be doing a lot of those kinds of things in headphones and then um, he'll pull it out on the speakers. And so I'll get to hear it really for the first time once it's really kind of pushed pretty much all the way into shape, you know? Yeah. And so I got to hear this one last night late and it just sounded so great. Like it was just beautiful, really beautiful. moving. Um, I mean, the, the artist wrote and recorded beautiful songs for the record that was, you know, that is the foundation of this. But yeah. y'all, Jamie is so good at what he does. Aww. Like, I, I, It's been really cool to see. I mean, I've been with you, how long now? 14 and a half years? Wow. 14 and a
0: half years. And
1: I know that you've been making records for longer than that. Um, but just your your technical skill that I've seen you grow in over the last you know, fourteen years yeah. is remarkable. Like Thank you. you've you you really continue to learn and you continue yeah. to to be to get better at what you do.
0: I continue to be excited and enthused by what I do. I think yeah. that's why it's well that that's something.
1: Yeah. yeah, but it's really beautiful. So you're doing well. I'm sorry I, I, I hijacked your how no. you feeling conversation.
0: No, I mean. With stop com- stop with it some more. Compliments. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you, sweetheart. That feels good. Good. Um, yeah. So I had a really good experience with that yesterday. Also, it was song nine out of 10, meaning Woo. that later tonight- or this afternoon even, maybe, I'm going to start uh, the last song on the record. That's awesome. And you know, this was a big project, a really big project. Uh, it felt emotionally overwhelming. In uh, I got given this project in August. I told them I wouldn't even be able to start until September. They were fine with that. <laughs> took September and October to do election volunteer work and just put this to the side. Right. Because it felt emotionally overwhelming. I was anxious. So we've detailed that on this program before. <laughs> and, uh, you know... I was carrying some of that feeling of burden with me into the beginning of the process because oh. I just at that point built it up into more than it needed to be. Oh, isn't that always the case? Sure, of course, yeah. you know. Uh, it, it, it it had it, Its gravity had not stopped accruing even though I had pushed pause. Right, you know? oh my gosh, totally. And so, you know. That's
1: like laundry, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> gra- like laundry gets heavier the days you don't <laughs> do it, you know, like even, so if, true. even if the amount of it hasn't really changed all that much or whatever task, yeah. you know, like that. Yeah, I feel you.
0: Yeah, totally. And so, you know, the first couple of songs were really like climbing up a very steep incline. Also, like, I wasn't sure what shape the record wanted to take yet. I wasn't comfortable with any of it. I had ideas. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when you're me, like, I bring what I bring. Like, I don't just do a light touch thing. People hire me because I bring a sound and an intentionality yeah. and a perspective to stuff. Yeah. But so you know, because I'm doing such intentional work, there's always that real moment of nervousness for me when I hand off the first couple of songs back to the artist, like, am I even in the zone? Right. Am I even close? Right. You know what I mean? Because I do really intentional stuff. Right. And like, you know, I've worked with this artist before. Yeah. And so I feel more comfortable, but even if I, even with you, the first time I worked with you forever on so many <laughs> yeah. records, like over a thousand minutes of music you and I have made together in the studio. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And still, I'm nervous when I first play you something I've done. Like, is she going to like it? Is she going to think it sucks? Am I, am I totally... Because like, <laughs> I'll, chan- or- I'll take chances. i sure. like, what if the chances I take are just not what you're feeling? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, but he... It, it, it turns out he really likes the work I'm doing and, and explicitly said so to me a few days ago, which was a big lift. That's a huge lift. Um, and I really just feel like I'm starting to get to know this body of work really well. And I'm actually really excited to go back and revisit the... Like, I've been mixing the record in order. I'm at song nine. I'm really excited to go back. You know, I really feel like I, my perspective on this came into focus really around song four or five. Mm. So I'm excited to go back to one through three again and just... Do a couple things I've been doing on yeah, the latter right, songs, uh-huh. just to homogenize it all a little bit more just bring cool. everything in line with best practices yeah uh it's cool it's been a neat process I'm also really excited that it's close to done uh just because when this record is done I actually get to take a little bit of time off for the first time in literally six or nine months
1: that's great and I'm
0: excited about that yeah like I might get to take as much as a week or two that's and, a, and that would be amazing that would be great so, you know, fingers crossed on that. But, you know, long story short, uh, feeling really good. Uh, exercise has been going well lately. Uh, I have not been injuring myself at all, so my body feels really good. Good. My soul feels good. Good. My brain feels good. Everything feels good. Excellent. How are you feeling?
1: <laughs> I, well, we've already established that I'm having a tired day. A little sleepy. Um, but, uh, you know, emotionally speaking, I'm, I'm just doing just fine. Um yeah. I but I, you know I, it's funny last night I was scrolling Facebook and um my friend Sarah Taylor who mm. is um she's a wonderful person yeah, she's she is. she's a comedian
0: mm-hmm.
1: like a stand up comedian Yeah and funny, too. and also a uh, a Reiki healer Yep and uh and just sort of generally Spiritual person. She leads. She leads um, meditation circles and yeah. things like that. And her her comedy is actually centered around spirituality it's
0: yeah remarkable and she'll do shows where she does both you and i have been at a show of hers where she'll do she does comedy and then segues somehow seamlessly into all of a sudden she's doing reiki on you doing like guided guided meditation kind of out in a space in your brain a bit and it's just like (laughs) amazing combination of things
1: it's really like uniquely her and i love it so much but she you know it's funny that i read this last night and then i thought about it again this morning because of how i woke up just feeling like foggy and tired and I couldn't figure out why. Yeah. Can I just read, read the post that she wrote last night? It would be it would do much better to describe where I'm at today yeah, <laughs> than yeah, to yeah. read her words. But she said, In the Western Hemisphere, this is the time of year when things naturally slow down. Mother Earth always asks us to sync up with her cycles. Yet every December, as we approach the holidays, we are so busy with socializing, holiday events, gatherings, busy, busy, hustle bustle. But this year... This year, because of the obvious restrictions, we get to honor what naturally is felt in one's own body when the days get shorter and the darkness of night feels like it can swallow you up. Mm. And with this new moon and solar eclipse, the energies are meant to inspire introspection and stillness. Get grounded. Move slowly. Mm. Tune in and really listen. Honor what's there. Respond to the call. If you are fortunate to have a place to live... You might settle in, get quiet, let go of the past year, put on fuzzy socks, light a candle. The, the cold air, uh, the, the cold in the air, excuse me, mm. yeah, even in California where she lives, <laughs> rattles your bones and you simply rest. Mm. Go in, go deep, get lost in the dark night. Longer days and light will be here soon enough. For now, honor your mother by honoring your own tired and ever quieting body, mind, and heart." No goals and plans and 10 steps to achieve, blah, blah, blah. Ride the wave of fresh starts when that wave is here. In the meantime, don't push, rest. At least this is what my body tells me every damn year, right about now. This shocking year has punched us in the gut, but it has also repeatedly and lovingly told us to reflect, to be with ourselves, get quiet, stay close to home, care for each other, and acknowledge what truly matters. That sounds pretty good right now. Um, mm. And so that that's pretty much the end of her post. Uh, she answered the question. Gosh, but... I feel
0: more relaxed just like having to <laughs> listen to you read her post. Well, you know, I think, it's, words. I
1: think it's so important. You know, this year has been one of just... Oh, man, so much stress, change, discomfort.
0: Constant stimulus.
1: Constant stimulus. And also, the unknowable end to all of it. You know, just yesterday, we're recording this on Tuesday. So on Monday this week, we got the news of the first vaccinations happening yeah. in the U.S. Oh, my gosh. What, what a big sigh of relief that that's on its way. I realize it's going to be a long time before enough of us have it that it really makes a difference in our daily lived experience. But
0: it's Sure as on... heck going to make a difference in the daily lived experience of the frontline health oh, workers who are getting it now that's though.
1: That's right. That is so true. But you know, I it, this year has been a whopper. <laughs> um, and even if this year hadn't been a whopper, I, I do feel like in the winter time, this this time of year in December, when the days are really short, mm-hmm. and there's, I, I I feel this in my body pretty much every year, you know. And I I just think that you know this year is giving maybe more of us an opportunity to recognize that we just need to rest, yeah. And also because we can't do, we shouldn't be doing the traveling. People, you can't do <laughs> the traveling and the gathering that we normally do, which, you know. It's sad. It's it's sad not to see family. It's sad not to gather with friends. It's also great. But it's also an opportunity to actually, like my friend Sarah says, honor what our bodies are inviting us to do in sort of harmonizing with with what's happening here in the Western Hemisphere of these short days, the dark nights, you know, and, and the rest. We just need it. We need it. Yeah. So, you know, I'm I I I'm glad I read this last night because I woke up today feeling just blah and and I immediately had a resource reminding me that it's okay. Yeah. That, you know, like I it, it is natural even that I would have a day like this today. Mm-hmm. And so if you're having days like this, it's okay, you know, if you if you can, allow yourself to just just rest in it. Yeah. You know. And I like
0: it. So, Wouldn't it be northern hemisphere
1: Oh, you know... More than Western, I'm really? I'm sorry, you're right. Right, it would be more Northern. Of course, she said Western, but you're she right. She meant it's, Northern, it's Northern, probably.
0: Probably so. Yeah. yeah
1: you're right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. So that's how I'm feeling, and I'm So like, if okay. you're
0: in Japan, you can do this too. <laughs> right.
1: That's what I'm feeling, and I'm, and I'm feeling okay about it.
0: I love it. Yeah. That's wonderful. You know, I was just sitting here reflecting uh, mm. on that pairing that Sarah does of, uh, you know, comedy segueing into yeah. Reiki, and I think it works... For the same reason that music into guided group discussion worked so well for us this summer on our uh, vir- oh, yeah. virtual tour. Mm-hmm. You know, the the music or the comedy or whatever it was breaks people's barriers down. It's, a, it's like an icebreaker, warms everybody up a little right. bit, you know, right? and then they're a little bit more open and can go deeper. Yeah. Exactly the same dynamic, yeah. just two very different things. Yeah. I love it. Totally. Nifty.
1: Yeah, so what has our life been like this last week? I mean, you've been working like a dog,
0: mm-hmm, uh, <laughs> but like a happy dog. A happy
1: dog. Yeah. <laughs> Tongue hanging out of your mouth, drool all over the computer.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Um, wag my tail ferociously, <laughs> knocking shit over.
1: But besides that, um, we we prepared a little surprise for our Misfit stars. Yes, we did. Uh, and that is now uh, on its way to you, stars.
0: Uh-huh, very exciting. Um, we did a Zoom meetup with our stars. We had
1: our second monthly Zoom uh, meetup, which was just so great. Again. What a soul-filling time! That's the best. We were on the Zoom for three hours. Uh, most people stayed for the whole time. Some folks uh, joined at the beginning and had to take off.
0: A couple of people joined an hour or two in. It was wonderful. It was great.
1: It was like being in a, at, like at a at a gathering. Like, like a in drop-in. A, like in a living room, like an open house. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, it was really great. And I just loved the conversations that we had and just
0: wonderful. Yeah. The wonderful time I love our stars and I love getting to know them better in this deeper way too yes. you know iteratively over time it's really right. nifty you know right. just to have these times these moments to just like you know get it's funny because like these meetups like the first even hour, sometimes even hour and a half. It's just kind of more a little bit chit chatty, just people catching up. I've been doing this. you know, I've been struggling with this. Whatever. You know, positives, negatives, whatever it might be. Yeah. But it tends to get real deep in the last hour. Oh
1: yeah. For like sure. a good gathering.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> it's true. It's really nifty.
1: Yeah, so we'll be doing our next one of uh, those in January, and if you're in the Misfit Stars group, pay attention for the the, t- the day and time. Mm-hmm. We're switching up the days and times each month so that we can try to hit different people's schedules, yeah. you know, and, and time zones and all that kind of stuff. Yep. Uh, so we'll be doing that again in January.
0: We um, had both a very exciting and also very frustrating uh, bit of news, and oh it was the same piece of news.
1: Yes, same piece of news, very exciting, very frustrating. So I, I've actually known this is going to happen for a while, for several months, but we got I got news last week that indeed, for sure, for sure, sure, Mm -hmm. (laughs) one of my songs was uh, selected to be in a a movie, which also that has happened before. Um, But like when I've been, my songs have been in movies in the past. They've been like, you know, indie film releases that have just, you know, gone direct to DVD or direct to streaming, you know, stuff like that. However, when I learned about this one last week, that it was for sure, for sure happening and that my song was actually in it. I also learned at that very same time that this movie was going to be opening in theaters last Friday.
0: Oh my gosh. Limited, I, Seriously, like a limited theatrical release, people. And I went to, not even that limited, honestly. Really? I, I mean, it, I
1: went to the website of the the movie. The movie is called The Never List. Yeah. And it looks wonderful. It looks
0: really sweet. Um,
1: but I went to the website and they had a tab for the theaters that you can, you know, that it's scheduled to be in. And it's all over the country. I mean, oh my like, gosh. there are some states where, like, there are 20 theaters. That Holy are, have, hell. But in a lot of the states, it was listed, you know, how, like, where it was showing the theater, where it was located, and all that kind of stuff. And then next to it, it just said theater closure because of COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, actually, here in Washington, there was, it was unusual to see a state listed where there was only one theater showing it. And yep. in the state of Washington, there was just one theater in Seattle that was scheduled to be at. Uh, And there it was, the name of the theater. It's like an AMC theater or something. Like it's like a real theater. Yeah. And theater closure next to it because obviously we can't get to movie theaters right now. So so a
0: full theatrical release. (laughs) And also people, you have to know two things about this movie. First of all, it's like a coming of age, like dramedy. Yeah, you know the best kind of movie. Oh my gosh, you know totally! I mean? Like it's a, it's a category of movie that like you know Breakfast Club falls into or something like that. You know, just like hard yeah. on the sleeve, meaningful. The plot
1: is that um, there are two girls who are best friends. They're in high school. Yeah. They've been friends forever, and they have over the course of their friendship made a list of things they would never do. I would never do. I would blah, never blah, blah. do that. And then uh, I'm not giving anything away here. This is stuff that's not spoiler, but like one of the one of the the girls. Uh, dies. This is in the trailer. Suddenly, yeah. yeah, suddenly and tragically, I think in a in a car accident. And so the other friend then, uh, in her processing of the loss of her friend, decides to go ahead and start doing all the things on their never list. Ugh, and so, I mean, such it, it's a good one, premise, a wonderful premise. Um, and so. Anyway, I was so, I was like, what, what a great movie. It would and be so Shannon's fun. And Shannon's
0: song that's oh, yeah, yeah. in it is When the Lights Go Down, which if you, that's a that's a throwback song at this point. It's from 2013, right? Yep. From uh, Cinemascope. CinemaScope, Shannon's debut full-length album. Yeah. And it is a, it's a later in the record, I think song eight or nine or something like that. It's like a slow, really emotional, really meaningful. You know it's going to be used in like the most meaningful scene in the movie. It's that kind of song.
1: It's a, it's a song about like getting to the bottom of yourself and like, really you know like it's it's a it's an emotional song so it's It's gonna be so
0: great (laughs) to see in the theaters would be so awesome (laughs) can't do it
1: (laughs) it's the first time my song has been a song of mine has been in a movie that's actually in theaters and i can't go to the theater to see (laughs)
0: 2020 what the what the hell very very rude
1: i know we will get a chance to see the movie um It is going to be going to streaming, I think, in March. And there's going to be a soundtrack. And so it's all... And
0: and we're going to be on the
1: soundtrack? Yeah, we'll be on the soundtrack. Great. It's all very exciting, but also...
0: (laughs) Yeah, there are definitely some sad trombones with this one. You know what, though? It's not the last time we're going to have a song in a movie that's in the theaters. Yeah. It is the first. Sad not to see the 1st but whatever, it's fine. Yeah, it's, it's fine. fine. It's
1: fine 2020.
0: <laughs> fine, okay?
1: Um we did we took a, a proper day off. Yes, uh, we did. We've been I I've, I've been doing a good job reminding you to take days off. Yeah. <laughs> I think. And I'm like, how Otherwise, about you choose How about you choose a day this weekend and we take the day off and you're like, okay, and you chose Saturday. Yeah, so did we uh we did. It was a beautiful day that day.
0: Ah. Oh, sunny. Cold but sunny. The Beautiful. Mountain was out. The air was so crisp in that sort of winter, sunny, not a lot of clouds in the sky. Really, not many at all. Uh, very clear air, very clear light. The mountain was out in all its glory. Everything it was, awesome. was just gorgeous. Crystalline yeah. views everywhere.
1: So we went walking. We yeah. walked a lot. It was
0: great. Walked on the water, obviously. Obviously.
1: So one of the things we did is we stopped by our, our one of our favorite coffee shops here in town. Yeah. Um, it was the place that pre-pandemic we had started going on a pretty regular basis.
0: It was like our new spot. Our old spot had closed.
1: Our old spot had yeah closed just before like last like a year ago. Yeah. Uh, had closed. So we we're like, oh man, we got to find a new spot, and we found this. New spot. And I'm
0: so happy because it's better than the old spot.
1: We love it. Um, It is uh, a a place that is. Uh, owned by women. (laughs) Mm -hmm. A bunch of sisters, I think, own it together. A few sisters own it together. Um, Maybe a
0: cousin in the mix. It's a family affair.
1: It's awesome. Um, It is just the most loving, welcoming, warm place and the food and the coffee is great. So we were really, it was becoming our regular spot. Like when we would have, you know, hey, let's go do, you know, correspondence, email, work time in the afternoon. Outside the house, like we used to be able to do, we would go do Remember. those things at cafes, and we were we were starting to do it there. But
0: we'd only been going for like two and a half or three months. We'd only start going in very late December is when our old place closed. Yeah. Of, of twenty, you know eight. 19.
1: And so the pandemic came and we had to stop going everywhere. So yeah. but but they've been serving um this uh, from this place. Just they have like a, a table set up right by the front door and so there's no seating inside, but you can still order coffee to go and you can order food to go or yep. whatever. So we're like let's go give them some business. We've gone a couple of times to do that, you know, on our days off to go get a treat drink and and uh and be on our way, but we we got to talking with one of the the uh, people who work there they might be one of the owners. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But anyway, we were, we were chatting a little bit and, um, and it was interesting. We got, we got to talking, we were, you mentioned to, to them, um, we're so glad that y'all are still here, you yeah. know, that this, that you're surviving. And the response was, yeah, you know, we're, we're in a holding pattern. We think that we're going to be fine, you know, one day at a time, but you know, really we're going to get through this. It's good. We're going to, we're going to be here when this is all over. You yeah. Know? And we were feeling really relieved by that. And, uh, And we were saying, yeah, you know, same, you know, like I, we're not taking anything for granted uh, about the fact that, you know, that we're continuing to chug along here. Um, But we, we believe that we're going to be okay. And, and largely, and I think one of us made the comment about that, the reason that we're going to be okay, even though we couldn't tour this year and do our normal stuff is because of the community of, of support that we have people who are supporting what we do.
0: Yeah. we have a couple hundred people who went to missfitstars.com join and signed up and supported us that thing that we talk about at the beginning and end of the podcast <laughs> that, like that's literally the thing that Shannon's talking about yeah. now they're, they're, it's the same thing
1: yeah exactly yeah, our and
0: community is supporting us through this time
1: yeah so when I mentioned that um the the employee there they they said yeah same here actually mm. not that they have a patreon they don't but she but uh, they were saying that uh that the the reason they believe that that they are doing okay is because they're not just a place that serves coffee. Right. They are a a hub for community. And yeah. they, they have fostered that 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 quality yeah. if in their business. Um, and they, they believe that that's what is what's that what that's what's carrying them through this time is yep. the sense of community that they've nurtured over the time that they've been in business. And I just thought that was really interesting. Like, you yeah. know, when it comes to, you know, times of crisis, like I think that this is a really important lesson for us as a people in general yeah. that, that our investments in building connections and building community with one another is what will get us through. Yeah. You know, we can mutually support one another if we've invested ourselves uh, in in making those relationships important in our lives and to, into fostering that um and so much about our world pushes us toward isolation pushes us toward competitive com- competition sure. with each other instead of cooperation so pushes much pushes us
0: toward glossy ideas of culture as opposed to genuine engagement right like you got to imagine that like Hipster bars are probably not doing real great in this time because you don't go there Mm. because you feel a connection and talk about deep stuff with the people who run it. Quite the opposite. You go there because it's a place where you can be your social persona, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. and attract other people like little social Mm mobs around a... like central flame,
1: right? That's an interesting observation. Yeah, I just, I just, I'm just curious, like what this means for, you know, even people who aren't in business for themselves, you know, and yeah. and that, you know, stripping away that layer of this, but like, what what are the ways in which we we thrive in times of crisis because of community, even if it when it doesn't come to business, when it comes to just just living, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, and being humans, I think that that's this is just another example of that, that that's where it's at. You know that's that is what we that's what we're here to do, and we can be that for each other. And um, what it, it was just a neat reminder, yeah, sort of reflection of that idea.
0: And so we were kind of talking about you know what what they do, what we do, and we explained a little bit more. You know, apropos of this whole like community oriented way in which we do music, uh-huh. and uh, their comment was, uh, "You're like cool hippies." <laughs> <laughs> which is, it's great. I love it. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And it's really funny, right? Because like a previous version of me, like me up until age, I don't know, 26, 27, 28, there was a point at which I got this. But before, if you'd been like, oh, you're kind of like a hippie, I would have been like, screw you, man. I'm like, a am <laughs> a goth punk, <laughs> you know? But like so many years of living in San Francisco, That's like funny. and being surrounded by hippies, like really gave me the understanding that like when push comes to shove, we're on the same side. Yeah. Like, goths and hippies, punks and hippies. <laughs> like, we find each other absolutely intolerable, culturally speaking, when we're younger, I think. You know what I mean? When that stuff That's means so more. Funny. But, like, at the core of things, we're all on the same side.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, I'll take that. That's fine. That's so funny. I just, I feel like... Uh, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's just personality or whatever, like the labeling folks, hippies or punks or I'd like identifying with a thing like that is just not as important to me as, as a human. Yeah, but you, you know what I mean? But
0: but it's because you grew up with a totally different social identifier, that of Christian, which right. really pushes all the other ones to the side. Like you don't have hippie Christians or goth Christians as much.
1: No, not so much. <laughs> But also, since that's no longer part of my identity, it's not like I changed. I switched that. I, I like swapped that identity for a different identity.
0: Like, no, I don't, but but you aged you know I mean? out. You aged out of it though. Like you got oh. out of the church after all that stuff's important. Like there, I. I suppose, oh, you're so
1: it's like saying that like the labeling like that is more important when you're young.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 a rudimentary sort of simplistic way to soci- socially socially okay. organize yourself with like-minded people. Yeah. But I mean, it's much more like you know, age fifty. 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. And theoretically, you age out of it at some point. I mean, we all know people in our lives who haven't. You know, sure. who are still just doing the outward, very simplistic manifestations of the group of of the you know the group of people that they Their belong chosen to. Chosen
1: identity, you know, or whatever. Yeah.
0: But I think it's probably a little bit more graceful if, at a certain point, we just get more comfortable with who we are and don't need to advertise it as much. Yeah.
1: You know, I have been thinking about this idea about labels and categories of humans in a different a different risk regard lately, too. Um, like, specifically on the topic of gender. Um, like I don't like, I, I'm starting to question why it's so important for us to to categorize ourselves via gender labels also. You know? I
0: think that it's probably more important, uh, at least the root of it. I don't think it genuinely is important, but I think the root of it mm-hmm. is biological and genetic in nature, you know I think that because to perpetuate our species, we need to pair with a biologically opposite member, at least in some genetic way. You don't have to pair with them physically, but like you need a sperm and an egg to make a baby, which will carry the species forward. Uh-huh. And if you don't carry the species forward, the species will perish from the face of the earth. And we have a genetic biological imperative as a species not to die. It's our single most important test that we as a species do. Any species does is to not die. Not become extinct. Okay, and I think because of that, you know, we have we've attached those ideas to like the idea that you need to pair off by gender as again a means of propagating the species. Right, and I think this is rooted probably at a cellular level, like millions and millions of years in our past, and at, at, because of that, it's probably just really hard to outgrow. We do need probably to outgrow it. Yeah, but I think that's probably where it starts. Yeah,
1: but also, I mean, there 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 are examples in biology where there are plenty of species who don't engage uh, in sexual relationships with, with right. uh, other members of their species uh, that, we are, are, that are of another gender. But we are not one of them. No, 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 no. The, the, no. I, and what I'm saying is there are, there are examples of lots of species in which there are members of the species of a uh, biological gender. Gender like, or, or, is not the right word. Biological sex Maybe. identifier. Because that's a different conversation. Like, we'll dive into this another time. There, yeah. There's a difference between a sex identity course, and a yeah. gender. Okay. Of course. Which I think is...
0: Glad you, I'm glad this, you mentioned this that. This conversation
1: important. about biology is kind of throwing off what I was trying to say, but we'll get back to it in a second. But like that the, the, there are lots of there are lots of uh species that are that have a particular sex identifier that don't engage with a member of their species of a different sex identifier. It, it, like there are same sex uh partnerships yeah. in, in lots of species, and not just the just, human race.
0: Researchers just I think this month Discovered, like they, they they identified a bee that has two dads. That's great. I yeah. love that.
1: So I I really think that actually talking about this on a from a biological perspective is really not at all what
0: I'm talking about. Okay, that, that, no, that's that's that a good distinction. That
1: is a conversation about sex. I'm talking about gender. Yeah. And um, you know, well, been, they're so
0: inextricably intertwined in our
1: well, they in
0: our species. <laughs>
1: they don't. They, they, they aren't,
0: though. Like, they aren't. I mean... Uh, they shouldn't be, maybe, is what you're trying to say. They are.
1: Um, they... I guess they have been, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, uh, 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 sex and gender are two separate things. Yes. Okay. So, what, speaking of gender, I, I've, been, I've been wondering why... I've been trying to, like, pull apart this idea of, of, of labeling... Via gender. And I understand, I, I do understand why it's important f- to un- to recognize gender for a lot of reasons. Like, like in the same way that it's important, like race, for instance, yeah. is a made up construct. It was made up in order to uh, maintain hierarchy uh, of, of power mm-hmm. uh, and to to be to justify slavery, <laughs> essentially.
0: But regardless of why it's here, if we don't acknowledge it, then we can't acknowledge people's lived experiences under that system.
1: Exactly. So in the same way, I think that, that, that it's important to acknowledge gender, you know in that way but also like another layer on top of that just for me personally is like i've been trying to sort of like tease out like it's it's it, how important is it to me really to to hold on to that identity like what if i'm what if i'm becoming more of just a person i love it <laughs> versus a uh, a woman and that's not to say that i don't like i i again it's important to uplift People of genders that have been that have been uh, oppressed or or disenfranchised. Like sure. I, I am all about woman power. I'm thrilled that we're going to have a woman in the the presidential administration Woo-hoo. at the level we are for the first time. You know, like, those are all important. And yet, personally, but this is just my personal journey. Like, you know, I'm I'm starting to kind of like think about and tease out. What it means, you know, like like you were saying, I'm a goth, I'm a punk. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, on that in that sort of like self identifying kind of way, what does it mean to me the labels that I have adopted in my life, and what is and and, and are they necessary as I'm getting older?
0: That's so interesting. Yeah, and you know, especially in context of the you know. I was a goth, I was a punk. Something I was never comfortable identifying as and still I'm not super comfortable identifying as is a man. Really? Yeah. Tell me about that. I mean, I don't necessarily even mean like in a gender way. I just mean more in a, like what it means to be a man in our world, you uh, know? Like in our particular like, I'm culture. Not, I'm not I'm uncomfortable with being a male. It's not that. Okay. It's that I'm more uncomfortable with the idea of being a man. I still don't view myself as being a man. I'm definitely, Interesting. A, I'm definitely yeah. a male, but like, Like I always think of men, like every time at any age I've thought of a man, I've always thought of somebody 10 to 20 years older than me. <laughs> but I've blown past all of those, you know what I mean? Like when I was 10, I thought it was someone who's 30. Well, now I'm 48, and now I think it's someone who's 58 to 60. You are Peter Pan. <laughs> yeah, right? Maybe it's maybe it's just that I'm immature. Maybe it's just that I'm perpetually immature, and I'm willing to accept no. that if that's the case. But I just don't ever feel like I've arrived at that thing that it seemed like you would have to arrive at to be a man, you well, know? Well, also I I'm think, uncomfortable with the idea.
1: I think that um knowing you in my life, like I you you aren't a person that uh that strives for what like american culture has defined as being man <sighs> no and 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 i love that about you you know like i think that's honestly good. think no <laughs> i think that that's one of the that that getting to know who you are over the last 14 and a half years has honestly probably been one of the things that is spurring this conversation for myself in my head, <laughs> you know, like it, it's one of the, it's one of the data points anyway. Like, you know, Oh look, here's Jamie, my partner, who is a person who has, who is a of the male sex, <laughs> 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 you know, um, but, but exists in terms of like the expression of, of your gender exists not uh, on, on the spectrum of, of, of expression, you know, mm-hmm. exists in your own place. Mm. You exist in your own place mm. with that. And, and you have done so unapologetically ever since I've known you. Mm. And I really appreciate that.
0: Well, that's very interesting to me.
1: Um, and so, I mean, is it a surprise to you?
0: No. Okay. I suppose not. But like also a little bit, because I guess that you've articulated in words something that i have just sort of felt for a long time but because i felt it i've never needed to put words to it
1: yeah yeah well mm. i'm evaluating that for my own self in Very terms of my like is a label important and you know it's just it's just a it's just a question i don't have an answer mm. it's just a question
0: wow so, i love it yeah i love it
1: like wouldn't it be great if we as a species or we as a culture got to a place where we didn't have to identify people by their gender and that we could all just exist. Like, think about all the things that would just go out the window in terms of the ways in which we discriminate against each other and the ways in which we, like, judge, prejudge one another and the ways in which we define the relationships we have with each other being, like, heterosexual or homosexual or whatever. You know, like, what if we just had people and people have relationships and people have different qualities you know where
0: i think people who like recognize that they're bi are probably like some of the most advanced people among us you know yeah i've always kind of felt that like sexuality well and
1: that's a whole other conversation conversation, right
0: right? but the the relationship thing you're talking about you know the idea that you can just have relationships with people you know yeah it doesn't matter if they're you know, it doesn't matter if they're male or female or what even is male or female. You know, none of that really matters. You just like you're engaging someone's spirit more.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Like, can't we just do that? Let's do that.
0: It's <laughs> weird. And like, I'm
1: not saying that everybody like again because sexuality is a whole other conversation besides the conversation of gender, which is a whole other conversation besides the conversation of sex yep. identifying. Yeah. Right. These are different different things. Um. But but I but I, yeah. Like I. In in can we just all be who we are, <laughs> and do we like? Wouldn't it be great to not have to label those things?
0: It would because be with label very refreshing.
1: With labels come so many other expectations, so many other yeah. judgments.
0: I saw this video the other day. Uh, it was a it was a gender reveal video, <sighs> and it was like you know the kind of trailer that you could. It was pull? a sex reveal. It was a sex reveal. That's so right. It was a sex reveal, right? And uh, you know the kind of trailer that you could tow uh, like a car in or something like that? Okay. Or maybe horses, the kind of has like a lift gate that lifts down like from the back and forms a becomes ramp. becomes a ramp, uh-huh. becomes a big ramp. Yeah. So like imagine that. Okay. But when the ramp's down, what's inside of it is a sound system and disco lights. Okay. And also a very tall, beefy man wearing a pink pink. pink diaper and pink smoke blasting out behind him as he comes out dancing and thrusting and grinding oh and we'd have to get rid of that too so let's just be careful here because we don't want to throw the baby out with the (laughs) bathwater because that's fantastic are
1: you kidding me i i we could (laughs) get rid of sex reveals forever that would be
0: i think honestly probably the best way to get rid of them would just be to call them sex reveals
1: Uh, okay Right. right let's just start calling them that yeah yeah
0: because they're not like, gender reveals. They're not. Gender is an arbitrary construct. You can't it's impossible to reveal an, unta- an intangible unknowable thing. Uh, for the people.
1: Yeah, the only person who can know that eventually is that that little
0: that little tiny that baby. Little tiny baby.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, we weren't expecting to get into all this, but
0: yeah, hey, know. good times. Yeah. So, uh, should we take a little break? Yeah great and when we come back we are going to dive into process sounds good back in a sec see you soon Still here. We didn't we, we, we didn't move. I inch. said and we're back about four seconds after we said bye. <laughs> I was like, do you need to go peace? And I was like, nah. I'm the, like, okay, we're back. The magic of podcasting. Yes, it is.
1: Um well we're gonna talk about process. I love this. We we asked our Misfit Stars members a couple weeks ago to start submitting Listener questions. Yeah. And uh, by the way, stars, we want more listener questions. So if you're listening to this right now and you're like, I've got a question for Shannon and Jamie. Because we're burning
0: like seven questions right now.
1: Maybe maybe something that we talked about today has spurred some question for you yeah. that you want to ask us. Great. Let's, yeah. So it can be a, a, a tiny little fun question. It can be a big serious question. Yeah. If we feel like we can't tackle it or we don't have the you know ability to, we, we won't. We'll just let you know. But like, We want to hear what you want to hear. So uh, email us, uh, skc at shannoncurtis.net or uh, jamie at Mm -hmm. secretagentaudio.com. Or message us on Facebook, however you want to message us. Uh, Carrier
0: pigeon, we need more carrier pigeons. (laughs) Oh no, we're
1: bringing that back from last week. Um, So yeah, uh, we want to hear your questions. uh, But there are several today that kind of fit in sort of a... The same category yeah. of questions, so we've lumped them together. We've got questions from Beverly, Lillian, Sarah, and Amanda.
0: Mm-hmm. Amazing! Multiple questions from a couple people. Oh, so let's just uh, oh. let's just jump right in. Okay. So uh, Beverly has uh, the first question. Her question is: Do you have set hours of the day that you always work? Shannon, you first.
1: Um, you know, I, I they're not set hours, but they're trends. <laughs> like I. <laughs> so what are your trends? Uh, my trends are like you know first part of the day. After waking up and having breakfast, is you know, emails, uh, getting back to folks, you know, just the correspondence, the business stuff,
0: administrivia,
1: administrivia, yeah, um, and different parts of the year that requires different lengths of time. You know, for planning a tour, I'm on email for many hours a day, yeah, coordinating with our hosts and things like that. Um, so, yeah, first part of the day is just like those kind of activities, um, and then creative work usually. Usually it takes place mostly at night. So, like post dinner, I go upstairs in my studio, and that's when I'm doing, you know, writing, uh, recording. Thinking about what I'm going to write, you know that that kind of like really going going in deep, and and oftentimes I'm doing those kinds of activities uh, in the winter months, which is you know the darker time, and so like I have lots of night, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's just really it's nice it's it's nice for me to do that. I can do that that work during the day too, and if I'm really deep into a project and I'm super excited about it, I will get up there in the afternoon and work, you know, on those kinds of things too. But it tends to sort, you know, where I've got like the the you know. The more biz- officey kind of stuff during the day, and then the creative stuff at night. And those hours, you know, I I, I do best I think when I when I knock off work by like one, mm-hmm. but that doesn't always happen. Yep. Uh, oftentimes, if I'm on a roll, you know, like I'll go, you know, later than that. But yeah, th- that's me. How about you?
0: Yeah. So uh, similar, but slightly different. So like you, I mean, you know, over breakfast, I'll, you know, if it's If I'm kind of in work mode, I'll have the laptop, and I'll just bang through some stuff, whatever. Uh, It kind of really depends. Like, right now, I'm, like, really working hard on this record, so I'm finding that in the mornings, uh, my laptop time, I tend to use it for stuff that's just more fun. Like, today, I was just, of course, I'm a nerd, right? So my definition of fun is, like, uh, today I was reading about a special equalizer. An equalizer is, like, like what you'd have in your car stereo, like, more bass, more treble, but fancy for me, (laughs) for for making records with, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, and I was reading about it. It was exciting and fun for me. Because again, nerd. Uh, as far as like, the music side of what I do... I tend to separate it sort of loosely into two different buckets of work. Uh, The first bucket is the uh, kind of more technical rote kind of stuff, and the second Uh bucket is more like the creative abstract stuff. Mm -hmm. I tend to find that I prefer to do the first bucket, the technical rote work, sort of in the afternoons, you know? Uh, And that can be like tuning vocals, editing noises out of things, time aligning individual drum hits, just you know fiddly stuff it's pleasant it's kind of meditative it's sort of a nice way to nice thing to do in the first part of my day is my just let my brain wake up a little bit more slowly and immerse yeah. myself in sound and that's just nice you know i can reflect and think about other things yeah Uh, And then typically after dinner, I prefer to start getting involved in the more creative stuff. Like, the, you know, just actual like balancing out of things, creating like soundscapes, positioning sounds in a three-dimensional space to make the song sort of come to life in the way that I'm envisioning it, you know? The more creative part of what I do. Uh, And... If I can get into a rhythm where you know I am sort of setting myself up so that you know whatever I have to do in the afternoon is more technical, whatever I have to, I have to do at the evening and night is more uh, creative, it tends to work really well. Yeah, I can be flexible and if just like if I have finished, uh, if I haven't finished a song in a creative way, like last night I did, it was perfect. Right. Yeah, yesterday was picture perfect. I started <laughs> the song in the afternoon, did all the rote, creative, fiddly, technical stuff, segued into the uh, creative part by the evening, and finished it. So I can do the same process today Yay. but I'm starting later so I'll probably not finish the creative so probably tomorrow yeah. I'll start the afternoon with the creative thing that's okay Yeah, it's not my preference it's fine and honestly in those situations though what I tend to do is just like dick around more and delay more <laughs> so at least I can finish a creative part after dark just because mm. I just tend to be able to listen for detail and mood and nuance better yeah. after the sun is down. Yeah. The, when the energy in the world is kind of just a little bit more calm. I feel like I pick up radio waves a lot. Like I get bombarded with more stuff during the day and it's sure. hard to focus and clear my mind and just like listen to a song speaking to me in yep. the way I can do later at night. I get you. Yeah.
1: I totally get you. Uh, so Lillian has a question. Yes. Similar, related. She's like, how do you stay focused and motivated. How often, how long do you give yourself to create or write your music? Do you use any kinds of prompts or timers?
0: Mm. Very
1: interesting.
0: Why don't you why don't you tackle this one first? Just because she explicitly said create/slash write. Yeah. I mean, I have a creative thing to what I do, yeah. so I'll answer in a similar vein, maybe after. Sure. Okay.
1: Um, you know, how do I stay focused and motivated? Honestly, when I have an idea that I'm after when i've got like the thing that like okay this is what i'm writing about there's not much that can keep me from it no. <laughs> like no. that so i don't i don't really have to force myself to, or remind myself to be focused or motivated when i've got that burning desire mm-hmm. <laughs> of the thing that i that i know i want to say um or you know in the case of an album once i've got like sort of the 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 theme that i cuz i write i mean i've i've been writing albums on themes for the last six or seven years, something like that? Uh,
0: six years? 2014, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. That's yeah. seven, baby.
1: Okay, so, you know, I I've 2014
0: wasn't intentional.
1: Stumbled into that um, and then realized that it really works for me to write on a theme. So once I've, once I've established what the theme of the album is going to, what the theme of the overall work is going to be, um, it's usually something that feels really imperative to me. To, urgent. Urgent to write. Gotta do it. And so, it, I don't, there's not much that can keep me from doing it at no. that point because it feels like I've got to get this, you know. And so, so there isn't much that needs that I need to stay focused about because I it, the, the work is just calling me to it all the time, yeah. you know. Um, and so you know, in terms of then how often and how long do you give yourself to create? There's not really a set schedule mm-hmm. for that then either. Like it. I do it until it's done. Yeah. <laughs> you know.
0: And some songs are real quick and some take forever. That's true. They're like kids. Some are easy, some are hard. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. And, you know, and in terms of like the over like an overall album project, you know, I I don't give myself any particular length of time to do that work in either. But I have noticed that it, you know, generally will take me once I start, once I start to actually write, um, I can bang it out pretty quickly. Like you know, I can get a I can get an album written in the matter of a few to several weeks. Yep. And, and that's not just writing songs. That's that's also doing like a bunch of pre-production work on all the, the recordings because that's how I've transitioned to doing stuff now. It's not just I. It's not just writing lyrics and uh, melody and chords. And now the song is written. I write in the context of doing. Bass lines and drum programming and string parts and synthesizers and piano and whatever. I hear. become like
0: a little a kind of production badass. People, <laughs> seriously, we've got her own Pro Tools rig for her now upstairs in her studio and she's getting really good at it. But really I love cool.
1: it, it's I love the tools, uh, you know, available to me. And
0: I just keep giving her more tools and she keeps assimilating them. I don't, I didn't give them to her all at once, but like every time she has a new thing coming up, I'm like, let's give you a couple more tools, yeah,
1: yeah. So so I, once, once I, again, once I get going, once I've got the idea, then it, it comes out pretty fast. Yeah. But that's not to say that like, you know, this goes to the next part of Lillian's question actually, do you use any kinds of prompts or timers? You know, the the prompts, I don't use any external prompts mm-hmm. for stuff. My, my prompts for writing are sort of self-generated um, and they come from whatever it is that's turning my lights on. Yeah. <laughs> in my life. So, you know, the the actual writing is kind of the last phase honestly of creating a new album for me. The f- the first parts of it are just absorbing what's happening in the world, what am i thinking about in my life, what's feeling really important to me right now, what am i learning, what are new things i want to explore, you know. And so these are, you know, times when i'm i'm ingesting lots of ideas, and images from, from outside myself, you know, I'm watching movies, I'm reading books, I'm listening to podcasts, I'm going out in the world and, you know, looking at nature, I'm, you know, all the things that I do to feed my soul, that's all an important part of the process, and from my experience doing all those things, there are things that pop up, that are like, that, that are themes, you know, that that relate to each other. Oh, that in that movie, that character did this thing. And that reminds me of this thing I saw in the forest. And that reminds me of this new bit of history that I learned in this podcast. And they all relate to each other. And I find these connections kind of like popping up. And I sort of swoop them all together <laughs> into my into my bucket. <laughs> and I, and and so whatever it is that's really turning me on, that becomes the prompt. Yeah, You know, so, but I have to feed myself before those things will emerge. Right. And so, um, so yeah, that's how I'd answer that, those questions. How about you?
0: Yeah, so for me, uh, like you, I don't have trouble staying focused and motivated because I love what I do and I can't not do it. Yeah. Uh, and it's the thing that I would just prefer to be doing. <laughs> you right. Know? And so uh, that part's not hard. What, if I'm going to run into a snag in my process, it's going to be going down a wrong path. Uh, you know, like, uh-huh. br- like, because I'm constantly branching. I'm constantly making decisions, mm-hmm. and sometimes they can be the kind of decision that really pushes something in one direction or another. And I'm right. doing that all of the time. And it's not something where it's not in, it's not an intentional, formal process. It's not like I pause, sit down, have a meeting, <laughs> whiteboard it. You know what I mean? Right. I'm just moving in a fluid way through my work. You know. Sometimes though, but every
1: decision begets more decisions. Yeah, right, and uh, And they build on each other. Yes,
0: so all of a sudden, I can realize that I am like forty-five minutes down a road I should not be on. Ah, you know. Yes, and I'll. I've gotten really good at so first of all my my recording program that i work in it's called pro tools i've set it up it has like this automated backup thing where anytime a song isn't playing like it won't do this while the song is playing uh, but as when you hit stop it'll make an auto backup and you on, on a schedule of your choosing uh-huh. and so i have it set to create 90 to keep the 99 most recent backups, that's the most you can do, 0 uh-huh. to 99, and to do it every one minute. So, like, you know, it's making a backup every 60 seconds of, of the state of what I was doing. Right. Which is great because they're just in a subfolder. So, it's really nice for me because if I realize that I am, like, 45 minutes down <laughs> a path I shouldn't be on, I can just, you know, usually there will be something in my mind where I'm like, you know, yeah, I, th- I feel like it was, like, 30 to 45 minutes ago. So I'll just go find that batch of backups and I can pull one back in and, and, and I'll know pretty quickly. And okay. get back
1: to that intersection that you shouldn't yeah. have gone left on, but you went right on instead. That's exactly
0: <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you know, it used to be that I was not as good at recognizing like when I was down that path mm-hmm. so, so quickly, you know. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'd be like, it would be like two days, mm-hmm. you know, or like three hours, Uh, and sometimes it still can be. Sometimes I can just wake up and listen to something and be like, you know what? I just feel like I made some bad decisions yesterday. It happens much, much, much less frequently. I mean, maybe one time every two albums. Awesome, yeah. Uh, And it used to be like, you know, five times an album. (laughs) Right. It's just part of a learning process, you know? It's part of figuring out how to like, like my defining challenge has been figuring out how to nurture like playfulness and experimentation and creativity in my work while also keeping a bird's eye view of the project as a whole and making sure I don't just like willfully take it off course. Right. That's right. been sort of the dissonance that I have to resolve. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, as for, for me, as far as like, you know, timing, uh, things take how long they take. I had that experience with, you know, yesterday. I did a song in one day. That was great. I had an experience like two songs before that where the song, two songs before that, like song seven literally took me three days. Right. Because like it wasn't done until it was done. I wanted it to be done after (laughs) one or two days. It was not. And and in in those situations, my challenge is to learn just how to be patient and to let it have the time it needs and not force stuff on it out of frustration. (laughs) Yeah. You know? That's a metaphor for life. hmm, (laughs) Honestly, I feel like my work has made me more of a patient person in the rest of my life, just Mm. this understanding that like things will take how long they take and I can't always control that.
1: That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. And I'm yeah. sure some of that's getting older and part of, probably part of that just informs both those processes. Sure. You know, so chicken or egg, I guess, but yeah. I see the relationship for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, prompts or timers? No, not for me. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, next question is for Sarah, from Sarah. Yeah. Uh, Sarah says... It's for Shannon from Sarah. Oh. I said it for Sarah from Sarah because I saw an S, but it's uh, not. My it's... wife's name is Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> it's for Shannon from Sarah. <laughs> gotcha. I have a question for you that I've had way before I ever commissioned my own song. That is, what is your typical process you have for writing a personal song? And have you ever had major writer's block on a personal song? And if so, what did you do to overcome that?
1: What an interesting question.
0: Yeah. Um, so I'm interested to know your answer.
1: The, the personal song thing, uh, you know, to give a brief history of this um, was uh, something that we started and we we announced as a, a thing we were going to try doing in 2011 at yeah. Valentine's Day because we were so broke, so poor, and we thought I thought okay, I really struggled because I I really thought a real artist would never do this, but I'm broke and we need food, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna let folks know that they can hire me to write a song.
0: And How pathetic and corny you were thinking at the and, time. I
1: know. I have gotten over that really dumb
0: <laughs> self-judgment. It's the it, best, but we didn't know it. Yeah,
1: we didn't know. I, I just had lots. Of, I was still untangling lots of what would a real artist do? Like, What and, does a
0: real path look like?
1: Yeah, the path is mine. I'm the only one, I'm the only one who yeah. gets to who, who needs to decide that. Any artist anyway, listening
0: to this, you have your own lane and there's no do. one in it but you. There's there's not a right way to do
1: it or a wrong way to do it. It's your way. Anyway, so we put the word out at Valentine's Day 2011, nobody responded. And <laughs> so we're like, and oh, we did maybe. not buy
0: food and we died rest in peace. <laughs> <That's>,
1: <laughs> we, no, we made it through somehow. Yeah. But but it wasn't until like, you know, several months later that someone emailed me and said, hey, are you still doing these personal songs and I would like to hire you to write one for, uh, I would like to propose marriage to my girlfriend. And Brightest Light in the Room was the result of that first personal song, uh, which turned out to just be one of my, you know, favorite all-time songs and recordings that we've done. But... um, you know, I, I wasn't sure what this was all going to look like at the beginning, but what it turns out is that like a personal song project really is just a a, a song, a creative project that comes with its own prompts baked in. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and so and I and I love it because you know, like I described earlier, the prompts for my for my own albums that I write come from what I'm learning in life and all that kind of stuff. Personal songs, the it's just it's it's what I've learned from the person about who the song is going to be for. It's kind
0: of given to you on a platter.
1: It's it, it's really um, yeah, but, the, but it's it's a, it's a story baked in. So like, it's as though you know, it's okay if if you were a painter and you were commissioned with the you know needing to paint a portrait of a family or something, and you were given a photograph yeah to start with. I get the photograph, yeah. so it's not like I got to come up with the ideas out of whole cloth. There, there is a story there, and so the process in, uh, is that you know when I when I am doing a personal song for someone. Um, you know, for instance, uh, the song that that we did for Sarah, <laughs> who asked this question, she was giving the song to a, a good friend of hers, and it's it's unusual for me to get to write a song from a friend to a friend. Yeah. most most of the time, it's for like a relationship, like a, a romantic relationship, a husband and wife.
0: Which is why it's the best Christmas and gift yeah, ever. Girlfriend,
1: Yeah. Like it's it's yeah exactly. That's Shannon now. <laughs> um. But but in this case, it was for a friend. So you know. Sarah told me in advance who the friend was and uh, just told me a brief bit about their relationship. Um, And so then I devised questions for Sarah to, as like, her homework for this. And I, I there are questions just to probe a bit about like what their relationship is all about, like how they met, what characterized their, like why, how they became, became friends. What were some like things that bonded them early on? What are some struggles you each have been through where you've been there for each other? So like I, I ask questions to get the person writing and telling me the stories that I need. Right. Then they get the stories back from, from the person. And, you know, I read through and I I read through with my pencil and I'm underlining and circling and highlighting and starring things that pop out at me. And inevitably, every time I get back uh, homework from someone I'm doing a song for, there are themes. They may not even have realized that they wrote themes (laughs) in their responses because I'm not asking them to write poetically. I'm asking them just to write as a person you know like uh, just stream of consciousness even about answering these questions but they inevitably have written themes and I find them it's like I'm I'm, I'm a little like gold digger you know I, and I find these veins that that exist in the stories that they have told me
0: maybe more like a miner than a gold digger
1: oh okay I'm a miner <laughs> I'm a gold miner thank you <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's a different thing entirely, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I'm a, I'm a gold miner. Yeah. That's what I am. I'm sorry. Sometimes I say the stupidest shit. Okay. Oh, I
0: so, love it. I love it. Thank you. Also, good for me to know. <laughs> you're doing a terrible job, though.
1: A bad <laughs> the married job.
0: artist, like you're supposed to, like you're supposed to be with, like a hedge fund guy. You know what I mean? You married another artist. It's a terrible I'm, planning on I'm the gold digging front. I'm doing
1: terribly at this. I am a gold miner. Mm-hmm. I have a a lamp on my head yep. and a shovel. Okay. Yes. a <laughs> little card. <But, laughs> <cart>, yes. Um <laughs> So I find the vein of that that this person is, it, you know, the vein of gold through all these stories this mm-hmm. person has told me, and that's what the song that that ends up being the theme on which the song hangs and yeah. about around which the the lyrics are written and the melody and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so you know, she asks, "Have I ever had writer's block um, writing for a personal song?" I don't think that I have. I mean, I, there are sometimes when when the lyrics and the theme emerge immediately, and I'm like, "Oh, here we go. This is this is clear as day." Um, and then there are sometimes where I just need to sit with the story a little bit longer, you know. Like, um, actually, Sarah's song was one of those one of those occasions where like I had read her responses and I had found lots of good little nuggets, you know, in the stories. Um, but the the immediate theme wasn't really like coming to me right away and so I slept on it like I literally took a you know a couple of days just to to have those stories in my mind as I was going about my day and thinking about it as I was going to bed at night you know and then a couple days later the themes did emerge for me and that that's pretty typical of my writing process in general um but but never really writers block you know like that's not really been a thing
0: so, love it. Yeah. So, hey, uh, you know what I think? What I think, think that we should take the second half of these questions and do them next week. Okay. Uh, okay we're, at like, we're at like 72 oh, minutes. This is already a great wanna... episode. And I don't want to cut these next questions short. Okay. And I also don't want to have an hour and 45 minute long episode. That's a really... So why don't
1: we just do a part two next week? Okay, so we'll get back to Amanda's questions. And we've got another question from Beverly as yeah, well. Yeah,
0: it's going to be great.
1: I love it. Let's do that.
0: Aww. very good well hey people thank you for spending this time with us I was so interested to hear about Shannon's process oh. uh, you know I mean I know a lot of it colloquially but to hear you talk about how you think about it and what yeah. you feel about it, it's really interesting to me Huh? I like it interesting Yeah, well, that's it's fun. just the stuff that we kind of know about one another but like to hear it explicit yeah I like that
1: yeah cool mm-hmm. well and thank you stars for your good questions and we- also
0: for being curious about what we do that's so kind
1: it really is
0: it feels like you care
1: And thanks. You like me. (laughs) You really like me.
0: That's like my acceptance speech for these questions.
1: Hey, so stars, while we're out on the question topic, send us more questions. Yep. And this is not, you, you do not have to ask us questions about our work unless you want to, that's yep. fine. Uh, but like, if there's just anything else that you want to hear us, you know, talk about, or if you yeah. have heard like, I'm curious what we think about snippets of details from our lives that you want to hear more about, sure. we are open books. Um, and so, you know, if, if, if there's something that you are curious about um, that you'd like for us to elaborate on, maybe it would help you as you're. Processing something in your own life. Yeah. That's what this is all about. You yes, know? it is. So um, so send us the emails and let us know what your questions are. Um, what else? I think that's it for this
0: week. That's about it. I just want to encourage anyone who's not a supporting member to please go join up at misfitstars.com slash join. It helps me and Shannon survive and live indoors and eat food. We love doing those things. Uh, we could use your help doing it. Thank <laughs> yes, you. Yes, thank you. Uh, and really... Uh, if you've got no motivation other than selfish, uh, get yourself into this amazing community that we have built. That we, that we started. We didn't build it. The yeah. people who are in it are the ones who are doing the work. Yeah. They're the ones who are building it. Exactly. We're just at this point standing back going, wow, you guys are cool. <laughs> you know, that's kind of okay. our involvement. It's great. We're pretty stoked to be your friends. Yes, we are. We love that.
1: Uh, so yeah, go to MisfitStars.com slash join. Yep. And that's how you join up. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be back again next week.
0: And you know, we probably still have a time. We probably still have time to get uh, a little surprise out in the mail to new signups, if they oh, happen. Oh, yeah. If they happen real quick. That's true. So if you need even one more little reason to support Shannon and me and what we do, yeah. Uh, you know, we'll send you a physical thing in the mail, but it's gotta be real soon.
1: It's also tiny.
0: Yes, it is. <laughs> but
1: it's a gesture. Yeah. Of love. Yes. Um, so that's it. We'll see you next week. Can't wait. Uh, Take care of yourselves from now. Until then. Love you guys. We'll see you soon.
0: Bye. Bye.